I'm Virginia Allen. I'm Samantha Asheris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Thursday, March 30th. Here are today's headlines. The House passed a bill earlier today that is aimed at lowering energy costs and increasing energy independence here in America. The bill is called H.R. 1, or the Lower Energy Costs Act. It passed largely along party lines with 221 Republicans voting for it and 203 Democrats against it. Just four Democrats joined with Republicans to back the legislation, and Representative Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania was the only Republican to vote against the bill. So what exactly would this bill, H.R. 1, do? I spoke with Iowa Republican Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks and asked her that very question. What I would like to tell the American people is that H.R. 1 is a bill put across to lower energy costs for Iowans and Americans. So it's very important in addressing what they have seen as record high inflation. You know, uh, gas prices are still more than they were uh, when the president was uh, inaugurated into office. Food prices are still way up. And we're a farming community, an agricultural uh, state as well. And so the uh, prices for fertilizer, diesel, all of those prices are up. So that makes food costs higher. And so first and foremost, this bill will help lower costs for the average American person. The bill now heads to the Senate for a vote. The bill does have a chance of passing in the Senate if Republicans can gain some backing from Democrats. But even if it passes in the Senate, H.R. 1 is unlikely to become law. President Joe Biden is expected to veto the energy bill if it reaches his desk. On Monday, the White House issued a statement saying H.R. 1 would take us backward. Therefore, if presented to the president in its current form, he, meaning Biden, would veto it. The Attorney General of Florida has filed a lawsuit against two individuals for their alleged attacks against pro-life pregnancy resource centers. Attorney General Ashley Moody is suing Caleb Hunter Freestone and Amber Marie Smith-Stewart. According to Moody, both Freestone and Smith-Stewart are members of the far-left groups Antifa and the radical pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge. Moody is suing them for three attacks against pro-life pregnancy centers in Florida. The AG argues that Freestone and Smith-Stewart violated the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act for allegedly vandalizing Florida pregnancy centers after the leak of the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization draft opinion last May. Moody said Antifa and Jane's Revenge are criminal organizations and must answer for their crimes in Florida. According to the complaint, Freestone and Smith-Stewart took part in coordinated attacks against Florida pregnancy centers. The attorney general is suing them for $170,000 each. The lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida. In other news, during a House Armed Service Committee hearing yesterday, General Mark Milley said drag queen story hours should not be happening on military bases. Milley is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the nation's highest-ranking military officer. Florida Republican Representative Matt Gates questioned Milley during the hearing about the drag queen story hours on military bases. Gates referenced several news articles that have reported the story hours on various bases. Afterwards, Milley asked if he could have copies of the articles per C-SPAN. Can I get copies of those? Because I'd like to take a look at those myself, actually. Take a look, 
and, and find out what actually is going on there because I, that's the first I'm hearing about that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't read those news stories. I don't know what you're talking about. I'd like to take a look at those because I don't agree with those. Well, they're think, now in I think the official record. Shouldn't be happening. Period. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that admission. Moments before that exchange, Gates questioned U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, pressing him on how much taxpayer money is used to fund drag queen story hours on military bases. At the Joint Base Langley Eustis, you put on a drag queen story hour on a Saturday for the first ever kid-friendly diversity, equity, inclusion summer festival. And at Nellis Air Force Base, you had the Drag U Nellis on June 17th. Who funded these things, Mr. Secretary? Listen, uh, drag shows and, uh, are not something that the Department of Defense uh, supports or funds. So. But wait, why, why are they happening on military bases? I just, I just showed you the evidence. Why are they happening? I will say again, this is not something that we support or fund. Check out today's show notes for more reporting on this story. Russia has arrested an American reporter. Russian authorities claim Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovic is a spy. Russia claims the reporter has been trying to obtain state secrets. The Wall Street Journal says it vehemently denies the allegations from Russia and is standing in solidarity with Evan and his family. According to his biography on the Wall Street Journal website, Gershkovic covers Russia, Ukraine, and the former Soviet Union for the news site. The White House says the State Department has been in contact with the Russian government over the arrest. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said in the strongest possible terms, we condemn the Kremlin's continued attempt to intimidate, repress, and punish journalists and civic society voices. Gershkovic's arrest comes shortly after U.S. authorities arrested a Russian spy in America. Now Americans are asking if Gershkovic's arrest is a sort of payback or warning to America for America's arrest of the Russian spy. Here with us to answer that question is Victoria Coates, a Heritage Foundation Senior Research Fellow in International Affairs and National Security. Victoria, I know that you are traveling right now, but thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Good to be with you, Virginia. Victoria, did Russia make this arrest of the Wall Street Journal reporter for... America arresting a Russian spy? Well, I mean, that's certainly one excuse. Uh, at some point over the last couple of weeks, under some pretty serious circumstances, and if you look at the Department of Justice website, they put out a, both a, a record of the arrest and they, they laid out the charges against him. And that contrasts dramatically with the Gershkovic detention actually arrested for, uh, we don't know where he is, we can't get consular access to him. It's all very shady, so they can use that as an excuse, but I don't see the two cases as equivalent. Hmm. Now, Russia says that it's going to hold Jerkovic until May 29th. Is there anything that the U.S. government can do to free him sooner? Well, we're in a very sticky situation because, unfortunately, uh, one of the things Evan was reporting on is the increasing weakness of the Russian economy, which should have happened a lot sooner. We actually should have lowered the boom on that thing this time last year. Uh, it would have been one way to wrap up the war much more quickly. But finally, with dropping energy prices, Putin's really feeling the pinch. And so I think he felt that he really got the better of the Brittany Griner, uh, Victor Boat exchange. And so for him, hostage taking is a legitimate 
Devin as long as he possibly can and try to leverage his celebrity as Wall Street Journal reporter to get as much as he possibly can for them. Hmm. What does this incident mean for America's relationship with Russia moving forward? Well, if you had asked me last night, I don't know that I would have said it could have gotten much worse. But, you know, this is, is, is pretty much the bottom of the barrel. Uh, I was very disappointed by the White House press secretary's statement that she was, you know, concerned by troubling reports about this, but then concluded by urging American citizens not to go to Russia. Now, I certainly wouldn't take a vacation there, but for the international press, you know, who want to report on important, you know, significant uh, over international stories, it is critical to go to Russia to try to get some truth out. And this was an incredibly brave thing for Evan to do. And so rather than scold him, I think we should be much more aggressive about supporting the need for, you know, a free and open press, as Secretary Blinken said. But no, it's it's very in a long history of low moments, this is a real low moment for US Russian relations. And I think we have to to make it clear that we're not going to stand for this. Victoria Coates of the Heritage Foundation. Victoria, thanks for your time today. Thank you, Virginia. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for a double-hitter interview. We have two lawmakers joining us, Representative Matt Rosendale and Representative Harriet Hagman, to talk about this new energy bill that the House has just passed, what exactly is included within it, and how it may lower energy costs. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you all have a great night and we'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.